There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Want to go? Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. 21 today, mate. Yes, it is, and uh, time flies by. It doesn't seem two minutes since we did the first one, does uh, does it? No, it doesn't. You're right. Time. No, it's unbelievable. Even the hour, what we do, it... You know, it seems as though you've been on a five or ten minutes at most. But, but it, as you get older, time does seem to go quicker. Oh, tell me about it. These weeks just seem to kind of fly into months and months fly into years. And I think it is an age <laughs> thing, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, when you're at school, it seems to drag. Yeah. And then when you leave school, uh, even though I'm not a drinker, you can't wait till you're 18 to get in, you know, to go and go to clubs and mix with, you know, with men and women and that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but after 18... It, Time just seems to fly, and yeah. I mean fly. It certainly does. It seems to have flown since the last England game or group of games, because we play two, two kind of in the space of three or four days these days, and we have an international break. In the good old days, we'd have a game on a Wednesday and, and that'd be it, and you'd play with your team on the, the weekend. It never used to disrupt the calendar, but it does these days. And we watched the game Manchester City against Liverpool and Liverpool ran out winners. And there was one or two little situations that, that happened during that game and seemed to then take themselves to St George's Park where we're led to believe um, there was a fracas between Sterling and Gomez resulting in Raheem Sterling being banned for one game. What's your take, firstly, on that incident, Tell? There's more to it, Gabby. Yeah. And me being a, a, an ex-player, and I'll, and I'll explain this to, to you and to all the, the people what listen to this. Now, yeah. if we're playing football, me and you, and you're playing for Birmingham, I'm playing for Sheffield Wednesday, you're a defender, and you're kicking me, yep. right? You don't get any protection. So what happens is this. When you come off, if you don't say anything, when you come off, you shake hands and you usually have a drink in the bar. Yep. But if you're getting kicked, you know, on a regular basis from that same player, right? If you then say something back to that player, i.e., if you turn around and say to him, you know, you're ugly, you're, you're the worst defender, uh, I know so-and-so says that you're not a good player at club, because that's what happens. Players yep. throw things back at each other. Now, when it becomes personal, right, and and, and and the easiest way to, to, to for people to understand this, when you get Ferguson and, 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 and Wenger arguing, yep. right, and they don't talk, it's not because they're kicking each other, it's because it becomes personal and saying things about one another. So I think that's what's happened in the game up at uh, Liverpool. Yep. I think one of them said something. What's happened then when he's gone uh, when he's met up with the uh, at St George's Park with the rest of the squad? It sounds as if we we're getting second and you know we're not we're not getting the first time we're getting the second and news, but it will come out. It will definitely come out. Uh, Gomez was laughing when Sterling come in, yeah. and it sounds as if Sterling's gone for Gomez, uh, and it's obviously it's carried on from Sunday. So it's that it's not when people kick you because. Well, when people kick you, you always have a you always have a drink. It's when if you if somebody's kicking me and I say something back to him, uh, something like you know, uh, your missus is having an affair with so and so, or because that's what happens in the games. Yeah. Players will say things because if a striker kicks, it doesn't look right, does it? It looks awkward. You're going to get sent off because you think, well, you know, that's a blatant foul, even though he's trying to get the ball. The striker. I'm not making excuses for him. A defender knows how to tackle right, where the striker doesn't. Yep. So when you get kicked, there is nothing. Usually, there's, there's no animosity with, with, with it. Animosity. You, what you, you get on with it, right? But something has been said between them two, personal, personal things, mm. right? Now, mm. Southgate. Mm. What Southgate's done, 
it's fetched the pressing to to uh, the England uh, format. He's not left him out like other managers, and he's made players get on with it. Or not made them get on with it. He's tell them if you're going to win things, you've got to, you know, we've got to interact with each other. We can't have Tottenham sat there and Chelsea sat there and Man United sat there and, and Liverpool sat sat here and Man City sat there. You know, you've got to interact, right? Yep. Now, when this has come out that uh, Sterling has gone, well, we, we've got to go on that line because Sterling's apologised. Yep. You know, so Sterling's gone for, for gold. Uh, but then what's what's happened that besides a bit, Sterling's either wanted to leave or he's going to leave or he's left. And then somebody else has interacted and, and spoke to Sterling and spoke to Gomez and, you know, tried to get it right between them. Now, if you're going to stick up for one player, that's going to cause more problems, Gavin. Make no mistake on that because the Manchester City players are going to stick up for Sterling and the Liverpool players are going to stick up for Gomez. And then you get the other ones, well, and that, that's the last thing you want. That is the last thing you want. I mean, so for me, what he should have done was get them all together. Look, we know it's an intense match on Sunday. We know what's uh, end of the rainbow for Liverpool and for Manchester City. We know it's a big, important game that, you know, now they've gone nine points clear. It's a long way to for City to get back into into the league. And it's not impossible, but we cannot bring this into the England setup. That's what he should have done. And to, to leave one out, it will cause more conflict than enough. But there's definitely something being said, and that's what's that's why the the the, uh, the argument is prolonged. Nothing else. It has nothing to be being kicked. It, it, something's being said, and that's a fact. That you know that that's definitely a fact because when somebody kicks somebody you, after the game, you shake hands. Now, Gareth, did did he need to say something because? The way I look at it is that if Gareth Southgate hadn't come out and said anything, there is no story. It's, it's to me, a non-story, and Southgate has made a story out of it by going to the press. Now, I speak to many, many ex-former pros that tell me daily, weekly, this goes on in training sessions, uh, in gymnasiums, in uh, match day dressing rooms. It goes on where there's words, it might come to blows, there's a falling out, there's a coming together, there's handbags. So this just doesn't seem as though it's something that never happens in football. It seems to me, though, it's a regular occurrence in football. Right. We have become friends over since we've been doing this uh, podcast mm-hmm. now I'm going to disagree with you on that because yes it does happen yeah but it doesn't happen on a, on a regular basis yeah it does happen yeah and it has happened and I've seen where players have you know uh, have clashed yeah and I've seen where players have clashed uh, more so in half time and, and at um, end of a game yeah that's in my era I would imagine it's a bit different now you know, mm-hmm. because you know the arguments are not as not as not as much. You'll still get the animosity between players, yep. right? So some of it is true, but it doesn't happen on a regular basis. It might happen on a regular basis in a sense that it could happen at Liverpool today, and it might happen at Manchester City tomorrow. Exactly. It might happen at That's Birmingham. Yep. You know, so that might happen. Yep. Yes. Now, Southgate, in my opinion, has to bring it out. And I know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's kept in house, you know, it's better. But you know it's going to get leaked. Nothing, nothing is kept secret. Yeah. A player, what's not in team, there's going to be a player, what's not going to be playing on, on, on Thursday night, there's going to be a player, what is in that squad and deep down he's a bit fed up because he's not getting a game or he knows he's not going to play in the major games. He will leak that to one of his family members. Or he'll, he'll leak it because every one of them players will have a friend who's a, a reporter. Yep. I.e., whether it's a radio reporter, TV reporter, or the media itself, the news itself, the papers. So I think he has to bring it out because if he don't bring it out and it and it comes out, 
that's more conflict and it's, it's prolonged even more the, the the argument and the disruption in the camp. So it's a, it's a no-win situation, right? But like I said just early on, for me, he's got to bring it out. He should have bring, brought them all together. Mm-hmm. Would I have dropped uh, really, really Sterling? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would not. I'd have said to a pair of them, look, we've got something going here big. There's got to be discipline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can only have one boss. And that's got to be the manager. Yeah. Once you start to, to favour either Gabby or Terry, yep. one of us two is going to turn around and say, well, he's, this, he's sided with him. So I know where my back lies with the manager. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an headache when you get the star players yeah. clashing. And it's a problem. But personally, and I understand what you're saying because it's opinions, and yep. I get what you're saying, <clears throat> and I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I'm trying to say is, when you, when you, if you give a fair, balanced view of it, it's a problem that we, we don't want it. You and I don't want it because we've seen some improvement in England. We're disappointed in things. We're disappointed that maybe Jack Grealish has not been picked in this squad, but it has to come out. And the best, the only way to to, 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 to sort this out is to get it out, Gabby. And that's that's my opinion of it. Couldn't Gareth have just gone? Look, we've had a bit of a set to. We've had a bit of a coming together. It was only handbags. It's all finished. That's it. We move on. Couldn't he have just done that? Yes. Mm. It's not. It's in our in my day. Yeah. That's what would have been said. Yep. It's all social media now, mm. Gabby. You know you can't do anything nowadays without anybody to get anyone not going to know about it. Yeah. Somebody would have said something. So I think it's better to come out in the open. Is it a good thing? No, it isn't. Because mm. last thing you want is disruption in the camp. Yeah. You know, how would you handle it? I mean, that's the way I would have handled it. Yeah. And I said, pair of you, look, you know, I don't want no, disru- no disruptions in this camp. We have got a, a squad together now what's capable. I'm not saying we're going to win it, mm. but we're capable of winning a European uh, Championship or a World Cup. And I'm going to back you, I'm going to believe in you, and I'm going to give you all the uh, belief to go and win a World Cup. Right? But I don't want this happening. I don't want this happening. And you don't seem to hear that mm. about the continental uh, players, do you? No. We've always seems to, you know, it, it, it happened with, with our lads. So I understand what you're saying, but you, you cannot hide it today, Gabby. You cannot hide it today. Now, you you had a situation with Jack, and uh, I want you to retell that story because it is absolutely funny. It, well, was it, it's in the gymnasium, wasn't it? And Jack was telling you you were going to play on the wing and you wanted to play up front with, with McCulloch. Yeah. Well, again, if we go back to my day, yeah. and a similar thing was that what... I mean, I don't know it's a similar thing because, like I said to you, it's usually forgotten if somebody's kicked somebody. Yeah. Even if you've had a clash, it's forgotten. But when it gets personal, it becomes something different. Yep. People don't talk. And then, be, you know, like Andy Cole and, and Teddy Sheringham. So, some of what was said with them two. Now, what happened with me and Jack is I was scoring goals and I was playing out, uh, uh, playing through the middle and he wanted me to play back out on wing. And I said, no, I'm not playing on wing. We were playing Norwich. We we're playing Norwich. And um, we're in the gym and... Uh, and he's at one bottom, he's at bottom end of the gym. Uh, but he'd already told me, he walked down the bottom end of the gym and, I, and he was walking down and I kept saying, no, I'm not playing. I'll tell you that now, I'm not playing out wing. Play God knowing. You know, I just want to not play if you, than play out. Wrong to do, wrong thing to do. Yeah. But as a young kid, you, you know, you believe in what you think's right. Anyway, he turns around and one or two lads are laughing and acting about and winding Jack up, you know. And then Jack saying to me, I'm telling you, we're going to play there. And I said, no, I'm not. And he started to take his coat off. And I thought, he's going to throw a punch here at me. <laughs> right. And this has got about five or ten yards. I thought, I better protect myself here because you could see steam coming out of his ears. But anyway, uh, he got close to me and he threw a punch. And as he threw the punch, I ducked. But I've got him a bit waist. And like he's gone over my shoulders. I picked him up. He's gone over my shoulder. Right. And all lads then have jumped in. Mel Sterling stood out, stood out of it, laughing his head off, because I could see Mel from calling me eye. He says, leave them, lads, let them get at it. Let them get at each other. You know, winding everybody up. But we, we, we the Brockers apart. Uh, I didn't play. Sheffield Wednesday won 3-0 to beat Norwich. Yeah. Right? And I didn't play for three weeks. But we did not 
not speak yeah. because it was a conflict between pair of us. It it wasn't something I'd said something about him, his family, or anybody else, or anything else. Yeah. It was a I was refusing to play because I didn't want to play uh, out wide, and then a couple of weeks had gone by. We still spoke, but I didn't play because I didn't I didn't play for the next three weeks because I refused to play that day, yeah. and rightly so. He's the manager. You know, um, and you, you, in one sense, you've got to do what's right for the for the uh, for the for the manager. But at the same time, you're going to think you've got to do what's right for the club. And I was scoring goals, and I thought to myself, I'm more better for a club playing through the middle than playing out wide. Yeah. But it was soon forgotten. It was soon forgotten. So these things do happen. I'm not saying they don't happen. Yeah. But it doesn't happen every day yep. at Sheffield Wednesday, and it won't happen every day at Southampton because I never saw one at Southampton. I never saw one at Everton, if I'm honest. I didn't see one at Nottingham Forest. Mm. So, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It yeah. does happen. Yeah. And it happened between me and Jack, where, where, where punches were thrown. Right? But the England thing, there is more to it than meets the eye. And it's somebody said something nasty to one or the other. Yeah. You know. But yes, that's what happened with me. Uh, and that's the only time it happened. Uh, but we never fell out. Where we weren't talking. I mean, we were still talking because we, we had a game at Stoke afterwards, you know. But uh, he didn't hold any grudges, but he was showing his discipline that, right, you refuse to do that, so you won't play for the next three weeks. And I didn't play. But he fetched me back into the team and, and everything was forgotten again. Talking about defenders kicking forwards, TC on TV, and I've put it on your official uh, Facebook account, a slap and a kick with Tony. <laughs> and a Terry Curran says, well, I just give him a slap on the cheek and then I give him another slap and then I give him a bit of a kick. Tony looked at it in a kind of different way to your jovial slap and a kick, didn't he? Well, what people don't know, I mean, I was Tony about two weeks ago. Yeah. And we, have, we still have a laugh about it. And um, when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, Tony split from his wife and he come. He didn't go to his teammates. He come to my house, yeah. knocking on the door. Can I, you know, can I come and stop overnight? But when you're playing against each other, when you're playing against each other, um, you want to win. He wants to win. I want to win. Now in that game, he he kicked me from pillar to post, and not and anybody who watches that Easter in that Easter game, he followed me. It was man man marking. You don't see that nowadays, dear. No. You don't see the man man marking uh, a man putting a. a, a a manager putting a player because when we when I was at Southampton we played Birmingham. A lot of many would we had a kid called uh, Andrew Manajewski, and he would play him every time we played Arsenal to Mark Blair and Brady, uh, Leeds United when Tony Curry was at Leeds United, Trevor Francis if it was at Notts Forest or he was at uh, Birmingham. So that's what happened. We kept Tony Kenworthy, and he kicked me and kicked me. Anyway, I'd been given a foul. And uh, he was pushing me, and I just I said, "Come on!" And I just slapped him across the face, teasing him, yeah. right? Because that's what that's what I did, tease him, right? Uh, and he's saying, "No, I don't." He was saying to the referee, "No, I don't like it, referee." And on the interview afterwards, he said, "No, I didn't like it." But I walked away, uh, and then I came. Referee made me come back, and as I came as I came back towards Tony Kenworthy, I kicked him on his ankle. But it weren't hard, yeah. It wasn't hard, but you could see me biting my lip, and I kicked him, and he goes down, obviously trying to get me sent off. Yep. Right? Now, when you look at things like that, you think that we won't be friends, right? Because he's trying to get me sent off. I slapped him across his face. Yep. Right? But there were no, you know, none of the things where I've said something nasty to him as a person. Now, when I played against people like Mick McCarthy, right, who was a good player. No mistake, was a good player. But he would try put me off at football pitch and really injure me. So yeah. I would say to him, you're useless, useless it, you. And it would wind him up. But he was a good player. Don't make no mistake. But I can't kick him back because if I kick him back, I'm a forward, I'm going to automatically get sent off. Yeah. When the defender, when the ball's coming there, and if he times it right, not only can he get the ball, he can get me, the man. And he would do all sorts of ways to kick me, and he did. But I would say to people like him, what, what were dirty when they were kicking me, yeah. I'd say things from you're useless. Yeah. You, I don't know how you in bars the team. I said, anyway, I know Alan Clark well. 
and he said he's only playing because he, he knows he can sell you. And if it weren't for selling you next week, you know, you won't be in team. You know, and he it used to wind him up. So again, that all relates back to the England thing. Me and Tony, when you look at it, you'd think we wouldn't speak, but we we didn't say anything nasty to each other. You know, Tony turned around and said, I'll buy him a drinking bar afterwards. You know, and then I was asked, uh, did he buy you that drink? No, because he obviously went to get an x-ray on his ankle, you know. <laughs> uh, so he didn't buy me that drink. They bought me the drink afterwards, but not that not, not that same not that same day. But little things like that happening again. And But in general, players get on. They do get on in general. You know, the only ones where, uh, where, where players are upset is when they're not in team. And I, we, are, we can all understand that because the, the manager can only pick 11, right? Uh, so things like that happen in, in training because they're not in the team and they're trying to hurt somebody to get into the team. So the incident with me and Tony, we were still good friends before and we were still good friends afterwards. Again, I repeat it. It's you've somebody. One of them two has said something personal yes. to him, and that's what's brought or kept that going. And it and they might not talk again for all, you know for, for for all I know. They might talk or put a show on for TV, but it might be just for TV. Now you say defenders kick forwards, which they do, and forwards don't kick defenders back. They give them a bit of verbal. What happened with you and Simon Stainrod? Because you were two forwards coming together and one went down and the other one got sent off. Well, on that on that uh, incident, I mean, again, I speak to Simon. Uh, I met up with Simon when my lad played up at Uddersfield. Uh, and I was trying to get Simon's lad in for a trial at Uddersfield because Simon's now living in France, but he comes back over backers and forwards to uh, England. But his lad's now, Jake, is at Sheffield United, and according to form, he's doing well there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people think that, you know, you don't talk. Well, we do. Anyway, so, uh, what happened there was Simon had never chased back in his life, right? Yep. And the, it, it's coming, the ball's bouncing, he's got a, he's got a, his foot to the ball, the ball's gone out. And he's tried to grab the ball, and I pushed him. And uh, he's thrown a punch and he's hit me in the chest. The referee's not seen the, the punch. I tell you, the referee was George Courtney. Yeah. He's thrown a punch and hit me in the chest. So I've gone up to him, angry, and lifted me up to knee in between the legs. And as I've lifted me up and got between, I must have been about an inch. And then I stopped myself because, I, you know, I, I knew I would have got sent off. Simon's gone down like they're doing nowadays. Yeah. Simon's gone down. Reckoning as I'd, I'd need him between legs, and Sammy will tell you too. No, I didn't, but I understand him because I, he's trying to get uh, Oldham a win. He's gone down. The referee sent me off, George Courtney. Simon's jumped up laughing, and it set the fans off. Yeah. And when I say set the fans off, they were ripping the concrete up, and now you can say, How can you rip the concrete? Well, there's wear and tear in the stands. Right, so you'd have pieces of old in the in in in, in the country, and they were getting the hands up, and they were throwing like like brick boulders of it. You know what I mean? Like yep. sizes of a brick, and they were throwing them onto pitch. I mean, the match got abandoned. It hit six o'clock news. It hit ten o'clock news. ITV, <laughs> BBC, BBC Two news. It hit all the main news. It was a riot. You've never seen nothing like it. Jack were crying. <laughs> you know, the club got. To, I got suspended for four games. Yeah. The club got the ground closed for four games, so Blimey. you could only behind the two goals. You could only, you could only, uh, it's twenty-four thousand seats, so they could only the, the north stand, the south stand, and the north stand. You could only sit in them games. But Leppings Lane and the Cop were closed for a month, so if all them was going to ground, they couldn't stand behind the goals anymore. They had to go and sit in the stand. So little things like that happen. But me and Simon still talk. You know, and I mean, I was only on to sending a, a message uh, yesterday to Simon about something. So, like I say, kicking, punching and arguing, there's never any yeah. animosity between any player. Something's been said. And that is why that happened like that. And then it goes far deeper. Your magic, yes. your magic moment this week, what have you uh, What have you sourced? What have you found for me this week in your magic moment? Well, uh what was the, the the player what scored the scored a great goal in the championship 
right? But the one I, I've even had to go, I've had to not, I've gone off it because of one thing and one thing only. Yeah. The Leicester City goal. I love to see football. I love to see people go past people. Yeah. But what the movement of 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 Leicester's goal and Vardy, the ball that will put through from uh, Madison. Yep. And the movement and the, the, the four, five, six people touched the ball and stuck it into net. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, what a goal that is. And the reason why I'm giving it is, is because it puts them on the same level as a as a Liverpool and a Manchester City yep. for playing that type mm. of football. Because them two teams are playing that type of football. And Brendan Rodgers has proved another point, but I've always said. Because that team weren't a bad team when uh, Claude Puel was manager. Yep. They were defense. They're defensive. That's what they were. They're more defensive. Rogers has organised the back four without taking Leicester's attacking, right, uh, formation away from them. Now, people will people will go on about Vardy now. Uh, his runs are, are more intellect and he makes better. Run. No, he don't. No, he don't. What people don't understand, this is why I, this is why these pundits never make good managers. When they ball over the top to Vardy, and they're saying, well, he's not getting on the end of them now. The reason why when Vardy were getting to those type of balls, right, is because either players are not quick enough, right, or yeah. they've been good balls. Now, the saying now is making more intelligent. No, the better passes what's going to him. Correct. And they're not as long over the top. Yep. So when he weren't getting them balls, Right, they can't turn around and say, "Well, he's not getting them. He's not making that run. He, he, his run's not intelligent." That's what it is. The midfield player with lessers of, of Tillemans and Madison, uh, the other kid who they sent out on loan to West Brom. Um, come on, Gabby, you'll know him. Well, uh, I think he's a great player, Harvey Barnes. I Barnes. think he's a tremendous yeah. player. Right. When you look at the quality, what Vardy's going now, yep. he's not making longer runs for the ball. Yep. He's making a shorter run. Yep. And it, when they hit a ball, it's like a golfer. When he when he puts a backswing on it or, yep. or when he wants to he wants to go 60 yards or 70 yards or 90 yards, it's, the quality footballers are not going to put balls into corners. They're going to put balls into areas where he's got that chance of getting the ball. And that's what the difference is, and that is that is the magic moment for me, uh, because the football that they're playing, and it's against Arsenal. Regardless of what anybody says about Arsenal, they've got quality players in that team. Yep. You know, Rodgers has gone in there and he's turned that round. And I'm not having to go Emery, and I'm not saying Emery should get the sack because you know, but if you get a manager with the players want to play for, you see a massive difference in 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 the team performance. And, and and that's what's happened at, Le- at Leicester. They want to play for Brendan Rodgers, and he's got them playing great football, defending well without taking away the attacking uh, ability of them. But again, it comes down to that. Those little words. There's three words: philosophy of football. And, and Brendan's, the game. Exactly. And Brendan Rodgers' philosophy of football is getting the ball into our midfield players, good passing, good movement. And they've got, if you like, a goalkeeper, four at the back. The full-backs push on well. I mean, even the centre-halves get up. They are a really good football team. I love to watch Leicester City play football. Do you think they can win the league? Because if they can keep playing the way they're playing, you, you, you're looking at, you know, Man City and Liverpool can both have a wobble. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. So could Leicester win the Premier League again? Well, I'm not saying they, they couldn't win it. I think they'd find it difficult because yeah. strength in depth at the moment in time. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll add to it because, you know, the more... The more uh, well you do, the more the, the, the owners and the, the club will back you. Yep. So, yes, they could win it. I'm not going to say no, they couldn't win it. Yes, Chelsea could win it because and they're, what, they're eight points behind. Yes. They're eight points behind and, and you know, three draws. And if they win their three, get hit some butts, as you know. Uh, so, yes, they could win it. I still think Manchester City will win it. Uh, but what, I'm, what I'd like to say is this. I've always said, Stop making excuses. And yes, Manchester City and Liverpool have got the money uh, to buy the best players. But Rodgers has proved a point that you can go into a team and improve them players. Yep. 
right? And that's what he's done. And, and let me tell you, they will finish in the top four. Yeah. No, they think, will yeah. finish in the top four because I don't think Tottenham's going to get into it. I think Man United may still do. And I'll tell you the reason why I think Man United may still do because of this reason. The front three Man United's got, and I, one or two people can laugh at this, but the front three what Man United's got of Martial, Rashford, and James next year Pace. will be as yeah. good as anybody in the Premier League. That includes Liverpool and Manchester City mm. because what they've got, and I keep telling people this, is pace. But they've got pace with control of that ball. The things what they can do, them three players with the football, they don't give it away, they don't lose it. Man United are not the best team at the moment in time, but you can see there's some improvement in that team. They're trying to play football a lot better than what they did under Jose Mourinho. They need a left back. They need another centre back to play at the uh, alongside um, Maguire. Yep. And they need another couple of good quality midfield players, and they will be a big force. So yes, I think uh, Leicester will definitely finish in the top four. Could they still win it? Of course they could. They're playing. They went up to Liverpool. Manchester City got beat there. We know these swings and roundabouts at any anything in game. You could No one could stop those three goals. No one could stop those three goals, right? Uh, but but uh, Leicester went up to Liverpool and give Liverpool a fright. Yep. And Liverpool scored it last minute, weren't penalty, they? Or did yeah. they get with yeah, the penalty? Penalty, yeah. You know, as they come away that from a draw. Yeah. So don't disregard. Them. Now, if we look at the Manchester City game and Liverpool game on Sunday, now, that is a penalty, right? That should not have been a goal. The first goal should not have been a goal. Yep. Now, when I say it's a penalty, right? Because what the, what the, they keep chopping and changing these rules. They keep chopping and changing these rules. Because once he's scored, that should have been brought back to look at was a penalty. But once you look at the penalty, because it was a penalty, then it's a free kick. Right? Yep. Because the, the Manchester City player handled it first. So they don't get the first goal. Now, do you know what I mean by that? Yep, yep I do. Right? Yep. Because yep. what they what they be, what they're doing, they're letting play go on, it scores a goal. Yeah. Right? And then the, the, the somebody from Finchley Park t- turns around and says to him, You better have a look at that, but they've not said it. Because there were two handballs in that instant. One that uh, Ster- what, Sterling Dab- uh, Silver did, not David Silver, Bernardo. the other silver, Bernardo Silver. Yep. He hit his hand first. Yep. He let it go. Regardless of what anybody says, that's a blatant penalty. Yep. He put his hand towards that ball. Yep. They haven't given it, but get on with it. Now, when they turn around and say about Manchester City defending, Arnold has hit a tremendous ball across field, right? And the ball in from Robinson, Robertson for the second goal, I don't give a damn who you are. You're never going to stop that ball. Yep. You can have Van Dyke, pick all the best players in the world, Bobby Moore, Jackie Chan. They're not going to stop that ball. That's a ball between we it puts it puts the goalkeeper doesn't know where to come for it. The defender can't get to it. And then the man what's running onto it, it's a perfect ball for him to to head in, into Ned Authority. So the two goals after that are, are fantastic goals. And I can see why these pundits don't make managers. They can see because, but again, when you look at the key one about Manchester City can't defend. Manchester City have the best record in the league for scoring goals for the last two seasons yeah. and, for, and for not con- and for not uh, conceding goals. Right. The reason why when they do concede goals is for one reason only: their two centre backs joining replay. Liverpool centre backs don't join in replay. Yeah. So they never get exposed. So it's not that John Stone can't defend. Or Otti Mendy can't defend. Then them two defenders are linked up and they're well into their half. Yeah. So they get isolated when they get counterattacked. So what I'm, if I, I'm not going to tell Guardiola how to play because Guardiola is the best I've ever seen at the, as a manager and a coach, and he has improved players. What is causing Manchester City problems with Liverpool? And I can see it by sat at home watching it. Is the two full backs? And what you've got to do is either stop the supply to the fullback or you've got to get closer and quickly to the man when that ball goes to him to stop him putting a, a ball into box. Because they don't put balls into box, Gabby. They put balls in what teases the goalkeeper and the centre-backs. Yep. They don't put bad balls into box or very rare. 
very rare. And that's the difference at this moment in time. And I think Liverpool are grinding results at great team to watch, great manager. They've got a great chance to win league now, right? But so can Leicester and so can Chelsea because I tell you, what I saw at Chelsea on uh, Saturday, they were brilliant. You know, some fantastic football uh, played by Chelsea. It's going to be interesting this season because, like I said, Liverpool are going away. It looks as though Salah's might be out for a couple of weeks with an injury. You can think that Manchester City's just lost three or four players through injury yeah. and they have got quality in depth to cover. I don't think Liverpool's got that great quality. I think they've got quality, but I don't think they've got the quality of Manchester City. And they, Man City are finding it difficult when they're playing teams like uh, Liverpool. So if, if Leicester can get uh, two or three quality players you know, and they can keep them happy, then yes, they could win the league. And that's the problem, keeping them happy, because that starting eleven of Leicester, in my opinion, is very, very good. It's probably, probably, arguably, a better side, a balanced side, than the side that actually won the Premier League. Without doubt, I agree with you, 100%. It's a, it's a great balanced side. Yeah. The football they're playing, he knows how to defend, he's got them organised. Yep. And what I'm saying to everybody is, what is Techniton from Claude Puyol? He's taking it on yeah. because he hasn't taken away the attacking uh, efforts from, from Leicester. He's improved that. He's improved the defensive and he's improved. And I'll tell you this, the goalkeeper they got, he's a great goalkeeper. Him. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous goalkeeper. It's Michael. My magic moment of this week, I'm going to pick two. Ruben Neves' goal, just to prove that I'm not a Villa supporter, but I'm an absolute lover of Jack Grealish. I thought it was terrible defending, by the way, from Villa, allowing somebody like Ruben Neves to be standing, waiting for that ball to come out from the corner in the D of the uh, of the, of the box. And can I then, just interrupt you there? Yes, you can. It weren't the second division uh, championship. It was that one. Oh, OK. I was going was was to mention that one because... The pullback from the free kick when they thought the ball was going to yeah, go in yeah, and went yeah. great. So yeah. that's the one. What's coming to me head now? Because I knew, I knew, but it was a, the reason why I went off of that because the way our Leicester have improved and the yeah. goal itself. But that was a great goal. But sorry, sorry, Gabby, go on. But that was that was marvelous, awful defending, but marvelous. And Ruben Nevers, I mean, he strikes the ball as, as well as anybody that I've seen strike the ball. Mm. He's a player, and and I do like the way that Wolves play football. In the same way, I like the way Villa play football. I yeah. think there's a lot of good teams playing some good football in yeah. in the Premier League, and it's a joy to watch. My, my second magic moment is Rodriguez's goal, the second goal for Seattle Sounders in the MLS Cup final against Toronto. And a lovely little wall pass with Ladero. And he's took the ball out of his feet and he's curled one round with his right foot. And that the, pretty much was game set and match for Rodriguez. They do Seattle. look great when they curl them, don't they? Oh, fantastic. Going back to, to, to Wolves and Villa, yep. the second goal, yep. it was pulled back and it was stroked in. Same type of goal, bent into the corner yep. without blasting it. Just, you know, I also said when I was teaching kids, pace and place, put pace and place on it. You know, so when you're bending it, just make sure you put the pace on it. Same as corners and free kicks. That causes more damage to teams when you when you put putting that type of ball in than just loft them into the box. But uh, no, two, two great goals. And Wolves' second goal was a great goal. And I like the player that scored that second goal as well, Raul Jimenez, the Mexican yeah. striker. I think he's fantastic. And uh, I'm glad to see that he don't put that stupid mask on his face when he scores a goal. <laughs> Although my one grandson absolutely loves him and calls him Spider-Man. <laughs> but, but it's entertainment, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, I yep. mean, I understand you. and yep. I'm not over keen of it, I must admit. I'm not. Yeah. You know, you think, what's he doing there? But the kids, any. That's yeah. what they got. They want to be entertained. Yeah. The only problem is if you get beat, then you get the, the, the real critics have a go at them, don't you? You know what I mean? Oh, God, don't you? You ought to be concentrating on the game and not doing things like that. But I'm like you. I think there's a lot of good teams playing good football and playing out from the back. It isn't playing out from the back what's the problem. It's people making mistakes. Yeah. And when you can rectify them, football is going to be a better game for us to watch in this country. 
Behind the lens, another feature that we do on uh, our weekly podcast, The Current View, is one of your goals at Hillsborough, and I, I use that on your official Facebook uh, site. I don't know who you're playing, but you're playing a team in yellow. You've scored the goal and you're, you know, putting your your right fist up to the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday faithful. The lad in the, the picture, he's got a yellow top on. He looks a little bit like Brian Orton. I don't think it is him. But it looks no. like him. What was the game? What was the story behind that? That game yep. is Derby County. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. And that player is Steve Powell. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So I've another look at it. Yeah. And that game, I scored two goals. Got ya. Right? And that game, I missed a penalty. Oh, right. Okay. I, I hit the post. I did well with penalties. I think I've only missed two. One at Forest and one at... Because, you know, I didn't take him at Sheffield Wednesday because Mark Smith took him. Yep. And he, he, I don't think Mark missed one, if I'm honest. Yeah. But I don't know why I... Well, it must have been because I was on two. I didn't want to put me at it. And I hit the post. But that's, that's, that's Derby County, that. So that's Sheffield Wednesday versus Derby County. We beat them 2-0. Got you. We beat them 2-0, yeah. And the picture... And I scored both goals, yeah. And the picture below that is the goal that you scored at Ewood Park. I think that was it the first game of the season when yeah. you're up on the uh, on the on the terraces. That is my favourite picture of all time in football. What anybody's taken me when I'm playing football. Because behind that goal, Gabby, yeah. uh you saw banners in those days and there was a couple of banners yeah. uh hanging about. There was one where uh, Kevin lays on more balls than John Collins. And there was another one, you know. And the, all the Wednesday fans were in that uh, behind that goal, and I scored, and I went running over to him because obviously in those days they got that uh, they got the fencing up. Yes, they have. Yeah. And I jumped up onto the fencing, but I jumped up to congratulate with fans. But I, will, I look back for players, you know, I'm looking back at players to say, you know, I won't wave him to come, but I was looking back to him. Come on, then, come and jump <laughs> on here with me, like you know. But that's my favourite photograph of that one. And while we're at Hillsborough, you've got a class of 79-80 reunion, haven't you, soon? Yes. Um, I know it's around about... Uh, I know it's in December. 6th of December. 6th of December, so... Yeah. Um, I know we were... Uh, it's around about that time, and I was asked if I... If by John Pearson... Uh, what I, I'm not really bothered about going down, but obviously John's doing some game... All the players... Uh, down there, what played in that game? So I finished up saying to him, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll go along, John." Have you had many get-togethers and reunions with with the lads of, of Sheffield? In, I think that they've era? done two before. The two, yeah. done two before. You know, I've been to both of them because obviously when it's lads who I play with, yeah, you know. Um, but like I say, I don't get to many games because of Jock. Yes, yeah, and I go watch Jock. You know what I mean? So. Uh, It'll be great to see him, Andy McCullough, Mick Pickering. I mean, I see Pick, Pickers and them when I get down there, but I don't see Brian or, uh, Ormsby a lot because he's, he's he's back in London. I think he works down at Arsenal. Jeff Johnson, I think he's over in Manchester. You know, uh, David Grant, Ray Blackall, Bob Bowl, them. I don't see much of them. Andy McCullough, Jeff King, yeah. Kevin Taylor, uh, Spider, I see it every now and again. So, yes, I shall go along and it'd be great to see him again. And and also, you haven't got um, an, an audience with Big Z on, on the 23rd. It's been put back to uh, to Easter, isn't it, 2020? Yes. Amiga at the Abbey Dale in, yes. uh, in Sheffield. We're doing it in Easter, yes, that's right. You've also done a recent uh, interview for Far Post magazine that's on your official uh, Facebook page as well. Yeah, I think... Well, I think, didn't you give her my number or something? Or That's Nancy Frostick from right. The Athletic, because we're going to... Uh, there's going to be another interview with TC, with Nancy, who's the Sheffield Wednesday writer for The uh, for the Athletic, which is a big organisation. Yeah. So, uh, right. so that will be a good one to look out for. Yeah. I, I get one or two people ask me about certain things, uh, certain games. I remember this, I remember that. Will I do an interview? And sometimes I do them, sometimes I don't. But lately, I've just been doing them. So I, I've just done one for Sheffield Star. I've just done one for Yorkshire Post. You know, so uh, 
And with getting getting uh, more involved with you, yep. and you pushing me out there, uh, people are asking me a lot more, uh, you know, uh, about things. So yes, I'm doing a lot more now than I have done for for years. And there's also one in January, uh, an interview with David Harrison of Backpass Magazine. So it's it's quite busy for uh, for TC. At this moment in time, yes. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm wanting to. Uh, I, I will do things now. Where I, I never used to do them as much. I've only been on Facebook, Facebook about ten years, you know. And I've only been talking. I've only been talking about. I'll give you my opinions on football this last three, four years at most. Yeah. If that, I think mean, two years. I bet with, with, with football, you know. Um, like I, I walked away from football for a long time. It's only when I, Jock and Tom, or Tom and Jock, because Tom's the eldest one, came on scene. Um, I mean, I put a photograph on um, with Jock when he was about 10, 12, winning a tournament. Uh, there'd be some kids what didn't get in some of the teams, and I put them all together, and we played football, and we never we never lost a tournament. Blimey. We never lost a tournament. I mean, it was only in summer. You'd play them four to five games, six games. Yeah. And then go into the final. And then we'd move on to another tournament. Yeah. So them kids, they were great little players. We used to play some great little football, you know, passing and yes. people, people were dribbling and, you know, uh, and people would come to us and say, why wow, you've got them playing well. As one or two of them has gone on to be uh, at pro clubs. So, uh, but we did, you know, I used to say, go and express yourself, go and play yourself. But you had all these teams, what we were told, these are a good, these are a good team, these are a good team. Uh, You'll you'll get beat by them because these are good at this and these are good at that, you know. But I've never been bothered. I said they'll have to be good because these lads these lads can play football. And uh, somebody 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 put it on my Facebook timeline. Yeah. And I put it onto my wall itself. But no, there were some good little kids there, and uh, we had some good times in, in in the summer summer camps. What what players went on to make pros that, that you just said? Uh, there's uh, Jock's gone on to, on to, on to do it. Yeah. Uh, Addy Woods went on to do it. Uh, one of them's gone to be a rugby player at uh, Leeds, a goalkeeper. His dad used to play. His dad played for Great Britain because uh, his dad played rugby and he liked football. Yeah. There's about four of them. Four of them. I'll have to have a look at the picture and. and because I'm on phone to you, I can't see the pitch. But I look at the pitch again, and there's about four of them. What's gone on to be uh, pros at football? I turned down a pro. Did you? Well, he's he's gone on to be a pro. I mean, I didn't actually turn him down, if I'm honest. But there was a number of our kids that uh, that it says, "Can we? Can he come and train with us? And can can he come and play with us?" And um, at that time. I got a, I thought I'd got a super team and we played great football and I'd only seen this boy play play it right back um, for Mickey Gale's team three seasons and I I uh, my little right back had just come out of Birmingham City and I was really happy with him so I I says no we we're all right um, he he went on um, having a great career in football and he's uh, he's captain in Watford now it was a uh, Troy D you know. Troy Dean, have you mentioned him before? Yeah, Troy's a good lad. Brilliant, but it's brilliant when that happens. But and I'm not, I don't try to be a Tommy Topper. Listen to this one. Yeah, go on. Jock, Jock, um, the plane over near Bradford in this, uh, not in that tournament. That one was up at Rothwell, I think. That we're playing over at uh, Bradford, and when they're playing these tournament, tournaments, and you know when you've taken kids yourself, yep. you'll have two games going, maybe three games going. Yep. So I looks over my shoulder. Right, and so Jock would be about 12, this other kid be about 11. Right, so they'd be under 11s. Looks over my shoulder and I see this kid playing football, and I thought, you know, this kid can play. So I turned around and I watched it for five minutes, and I thought, this kid needs, somebody needs to have a look at this kid. But the scouts that were there, they were watching another game. Well, Tony, who now works for Manchester City, I don't know his second name. Yeah. Uh, He's a black person, so I called him Black Tony. I mean, he works at Manchester City now, does Tony, but he worked at Man United. So I said, Tony, you better come around and look at this kid. He said, how good is he, Terry? I said, when you see him, you'll take him straight through to Manchester United. Anyway, it comes, went and sees mum and dad, right? 
fucking to Man United. No, the kid is. Go on. Mason Greenwood. And he's a player, isn't he? Oh, right. Now, another kid, right, because I walked away from football, right, and then Leeds asked me to go and do something, right? So I says to this kid who I played with, Phil Wilson, I played with Phil. Phil played at Bolton, and when I left Everton, I went to Huddersfield, and I says to Phil, Phil, listen, you've got a kid here, and because I was doing a bit of uh, coaching with uh, development squad at Leeds. I said, this kid's too good to be here. He wants to be in academy. Anyway, he said, I'll come and have a look at him. Him and Dennis, they're from my area. They're not working at Leeds now, but... So I says to him, I said, uh, it's too good to be with development. Phil, I was looking at him, he says, yeah, you're right, Terry, but he's small. I said, Phil, how tall are you? And Phil's about five foot six. Yeah. I said, did you make a footballer, Phil? He says, yeah. It's different, Terry. It's athletic and all. I said, shut up, Phil. <laughs> Right. So I knew Terry Potter, and I don't go behind people's backs. But I said, as I said to Terry Potter, I said, Terry, this kid is too good to be in the development. Right? He needs to be in the academy. You know who that kid's name is? Go on. Jamie Shackleton. <laughs> right? I'm going to post something on wall. Yes. Because you don't get, you do not get people, you don't get uh, coaches or scouts writing on my wall. You don't. Because I always say to them, why don't you write on them? They don't write on them. But they all send me private messages. Yep. Right? They say I'm right. I'm going to post one. I'm not going to put the names on because I work for football clubs. But I'm going to post some tomorrow and let you all have a look at them. Yep. Right? And see what, what they say to me. Right? They say to me, you're 100% right what you're saying, but we, we don't want to get involved in the conflict to be told. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Now, now why... I've disagreed with you tonight yeah, yeah. on on Gavin Southgate. Yeah. Now, if you're my boss, Gavin, yep. this is this this is how how I work. Look, boss, in my opinion, it's not good enough. Yeah. But that's up to you. Yep. Right? I'm not gonna say to you, no, you don't sign him, don't do this, don't do that, you crackers if you do that. I said, look, you've asked me my opinion of it, I don't think it's good enough. Mm. Right? Because I think I'll get you the sack. That's my opinion of it. Right, I don't go to around and say, "Yeah, you're right, boss," and then go and then go into the next room and say, "You know, I don't see that player he's signed there. He's absolutely garbage." Yeah, you know, I'd sooner have somebody be straight with me and not agree with me for the sake of agreeing with me. Hundred percent. But you don't fall out about it. Yeah. And and I don't and I don't turn around and say, "I told you so, boss." Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You've asked me a, my opinion yeah. and given me best opinion for you and for me and for the team. Yeah. You know. So, but I'm going to put some things on tomorrow. I'll put, I'll, you know, some what people have sent me. But going back to when I used to manage it, it kids football, and I took them up to like 16s and then watched them develop at, at Floodlit and some of them went on and played uh, semi-pro and, and so on. But I had a lad with me uh, at, at one stage and he'd say, get your subs on now, get your subs on, have a look at it. And he, he used to watch everything. And I always think two pairs of eyes are better than one pair of eyes. And he'd say, do it now, do it now. And I'd, and sometimes I'd do it. Then other times I'd go, yeah, but hang on a minute, hang on a minute. And, and between us, 90% of the times we got it right. He got forty-five percent, and I got forty-five percent. But we worked, we worked as a team, and I'd, I'd rather have that where he's going. Have a look at this. Have a look at that. Rather than someone looking and just agreeing with you, because that's absolutely pointless. Just people agreeing with you for the sake of agreeing. Have your opinion, and let's let's have the debate about it, which is healthy. Well, what what I try to what I try, you've got to make this. If you're a manager, oh, it's a when you it's a bit different when you with kids. Yeah, of course. When it's it kids, of course. But it when is. you with with the first team, yep. you know, you, if if you don't listen, you're never going to learn. Yep. And if you if you're not going to listen to your coach and or your backroom staff, then there's no point in them being in there, right? So you, you you've got to listen, and you've got to say, hey, and it's probably right there, Gabby. Yeah. So I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. Now. I walked away from football, and, and and Leeds United asked somebody asked Jock to go in a scout to go in for Jock for the trial at Leeds United. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then when I went up to watch him, but at the same time he got he got asked to go to Doncaster. No. Yeah. So he had two days at uh, Leeds. Right. And he had two sessions at uh, Doncaster. Yeah. So Leeds asked me. I said, no, I'm not really interested in 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 in, in coaching. Because I've got no coaching badges, but I've I've got up to UEFA B now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, uh, go on, I'll do a little bit. And then they asked me to get me, we'll put me on the courses and we'll get, we'll get your badges. So Jock had two trials, two, two, two trials there. And he had said Monday, we'll say it was Monday and Tuesday or Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday were at Doncaster. Cause I think that's what it was. Yeah. On the Thursday one, on the Thursday one, um, his mum's come back, Len, and said to me, Donny want to sign him? And Jock wants to sign. Now we're living up in Leeds. Yeah. And I'm just doing some coaching now with Leeds, right? So I said, is that what you want to do, Jock? And he says, yeah. So I said to Terry Potter, I said, uh, look, Doncaster's going to sign him. And he, he wants to sign. So he said to me, well, why do you give a bit more time here? I said, Terry, it's not about me, it's about him. So he signed at Doncaster. Yeah. So I'm working up at Leeds. And then after about three or four, four, five weeks, uh, his mum says to me, I'm not being funny. These coaches, they sat, these kids are sat on the asses a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm not into that. You know, put them in little groups together, two or three, so it's yep. ball, everything we a ball. You know, not stood about me talking, ex- explaining things. Go and enjoy yourselves. Yep. Right? So I was down, when I goes down and watch them training, they, they sat on floor, and I'm thinking. Anyway, one of the guys there who was running it then, John Bilton, uh, Paul Wilson was the um, was the uh, academy manager, but John Bilton was running the uh, 16s to 9s. Yeah. So John says to me, tell me why don't you come and coach here? I said, well, I'm working up at Leeds, John. So he said, yeah, but you can have any, he said, what, I said, I mean development. He said, well, you can have any uh, any team, you can have six, from 16s uh, all the way through. And then, if you know, if you, if you do well in progress, you, you can go and work into your team. So I says to him, I'm not really that bothered, John, because training my own kid, it becomes an headache. Yeah. Right? And then he kept going on. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. If I come, I'm taking them, but I take them all the way through from 9s to 16s. Right? So he says, okay. So I, I had these lads from 9 to 12, 13s. Yep. And then we get somebody else in John Leaves, and then we get a guy called uh, Mick Tammy in. Right? And then they wanted me then to coach another another age group. And these kids had lost a game. Yeah. I'd lost a game. And um, kick called Ricky Ravenhill. So what I did, I let them somebody else take that age group and I went to the next age group now and we we're playing up at Bradford. And they got one or two little players in there what weren't bad at all. Uh Ricky Ravenhill, his little lad. Was in, in in team, and then we're playing Bradford over a big strong strong team of Bradford, right? And uh, I remember Mick Tammy coming up to me and said, "Terry, we've got to play these bigger lads because these are big." So I said, "Mick, I know you're my boss, right? But I'm not bothered about anybody. I'm not bothered about who they're playing. They're going to play these play every week. I'm not I'm not dropping anybody down to play against them because they're they're big. They're going to play." We beat them. Oh, no, we didn't. I tell you, we drew with them one apiece, and we yeah. should have beat them. Their coach says to me after, after mine, he said, can I can I uh, have a word with them? I said, yeah, of course you can. And he says to him, you know, if you keep playing like that, you're going to have successful careers. Ricky Ravenel comes to me, right? And Ricky played at Doncaster and Barnsley, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, bye, they didn't have to play well. And I... Because I let them play football. Yeah. I let them play out from the back. We're playing out from the back. Could they do it great? No. But they were, and they weren't, they're not Man United players. They're not Leeds United players. They're little Doncaster Rovers because Donny, Man United, Liverpool get all our best players. Yep. And then after that, it goes to Leeds. Then after that, it goes to Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United. Then after that, it's Barnsley. And then Rotherham and Doncaster and Chesterfield get all Scraggs. Yep. Right? And we, I, I bet we didn't lose. Five matches in the four years I had them. Right? And it's not about winning. It was about playing football. Because you get kids when they've got a smile on their face. Gabby. And that is true. That is true. And let me tell you something. Out of that age group, out of that age group, when I tell them all, because when you go in, they say, we're only interested in one. I said, well, I'm not interested in one. I'm interested in getting all 10 through, 11 through. Yep. That's what I'm interested in. I said, we've got six or seven here. What's capable... Right, Brandon Orton got a contract at, at uh, Sheffield Wednesday at uh, Donny. Reese Bullcock contract at Doncaster. 
Jack Avison got one up at uh, Scunthorpe, but he's been released now, Jack. Jock's at Grimsby. Uh, yeah. Another lad. There's two more lads there, but I forget the names. But I'll, for the next one, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get them. So out of them, six players what's got pro contracts. Mm-hmm. Six. Right? And if you're going to do it, Gabby, you help everybody. You yeah. know, I don't help Jock. 100%. I don't help Jock. Yeah. I help everybody. So when you ask me about Jock, I've told you too. Right? Is he pulling up any trees? No. But he's got tremendous ability. But he needs that he needs that strength. Because once he gets that strength, he's going to be a player. The problem is at this level, you don't get that time. Because they don't have any under twenty three games. Yeah. He's gone out on loan to Lincoln and they don't play football. They're not going to learn no playing there. I don't mean not audible to Lincoln. Because his ball's over the top. They don't, nobody gets it out from the back and plays down and then we play one to the next one. Yeah. And I'm not saying at times when he's got to be clear, get it away. I'm all for that and all. You know, so for me, Jock will be a player, but when he fills out, now, will he get that time? I don't know. You just don't know, do you? Because it's not what I think, it's what they think. Anyway, they played on Saturday. Uh, I didn't go. So Tom and his mum said to me, he played. they thought he played quite well. Yep. They were winning 2-1. They've scored in... 93rd, 94th minute, and then there's been a brawl afterwards. I said, don't tell me Jock <laughs> got in there and got sent off. He said, no, Dad. He said, Jock was pulling him apart. He says, but uh, three, four, three or four players got sent off after the game. <laughs> so they started to improve a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost now taking the words out of my mouth because you know what I'm going to say next. Yes. But what I, again, and what I sadly am going to say next is the hour is up, is TC. It's rolled so quickly again. It's flown by again. Football forecast last week went your way. Um, you ended up getting three right to my two. So it's now 7-6 to, uh, to Gabby. So you're one behind. We've got no games this week because it is the international weekend so I'll sort the uh, the fixtures out for next week but because you did win you get to pick the music at the end of the show so what's your musical pick this week well just just before we I pick that yeah what I would like to say is um I enjoy doing this and it's when you enjoy it time flies and you're right it seems as though it should take five or ten minutes doesn't it yeah you know So, uh, yes, um, I enjoy doing it, and it's fabulous. Uh, you've got me, really, interested, really back interested in football again. Same, and that's why I'm, same. that's why I'm talking more now on my Facebook wall than I've ever done, yeah. ever done. My music today will be uh, music by John Miles. Okay, yep. Do you remember that one? Uh, what's the record called? Because I wasn't a massive John Miles fan, but I do remember the name because he did it's have called, a really big hit, didn't he? Yes, it, that's it. Music by John Miles. Oh, it's called Music. <laughs> you can tell music, I wasn't music, a John. Music was my first love, you know. Got ya. Music was my last love. You know, it's, it's, I think it's called Music now. Right. So, I used to love that song. Right then. So, TC, again, thanks for your time. I absolutely love these podcasts as well because I love talking football with you. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, you can catch TC on his Twitter Can I just account. interrupt you? Yes, of course the article, you can. what you've posted about with Alan Hudson. Yep. About how, how the players off. Yeah. It's a fabulous article. Fabulous. Really enjoyed reading that. And Hoodie was on Talk Sport as well today. Yeah. Uh, he's got a podcast coming out with Anthony yeah. uh, next week. So that's one to, to look at, coaching and managers and, and philosophy of football. Brilliant. And you're going to be doing Kenny a bit? Yes, I've, I've interviewed Kenny and Kenny wishes you all the best. That's, I'm going to say, that, I'll give you my regards. Yep, that that's up um, on our Seattle Sounders uh, fan group as well. So there's lots of interviews, lots of stuff going on, lots of people engaging, interacting with you. Uh, we're going and, to have to get a Gabby. We're going to have to get one or two, like, like Kenny or Odie or, or others. We're going to have to get a podcast and all of us be on it and do them every 
once a fortnight or something. It'd be brilliant that you know. We could do, or we could even take it out to uh, to venues and do it live as well. There's, exactly. You know, brilliant. Yeah. We, we we could do the. What we need is a sugar daddy TC. We need a bit of sponsorship. So if anybody knows anyone that wants to sponsor the project, we've got loads of ideas. And I'm and, going to start pushing this now, me. I'm really going to start pushing it. Yeah, and. T- Terry Curran underscore 11 is your Twitter account, yes. um, the official one, and Terry Curran, and you've got your personal ones as well. So thank you so much, everybody, for your time, and we're going to leave you with music from John Miles. Thanks, TC. Have a good weekend, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers, pal. Bye-bye. Music of the future Music of the past to do In this world of troubles My music pulls me Music of the